Your favorite podcast always still made for you. I might be rich, boys. Yeah, we went into Trevor's uh, barn here to get a look at the 1965 Ford Galaxy convertible. Sweet ride, pretty smooth ride. No, probably not smooth, but pretty classy. Uh, All the suspension on that. No, no, 60s, 50 year old. But they're. It's a weird time in my father's existence where, like, many people in the area died. Like. Two to eight. Yeah, they were old, and my dad was kind of around in, in the area. And people kept, mostly his parents and direct relatives. And uh, he had just gone through, you know, a divorce and had a giant barn. So when they died and things got cleared out... He would just put everything that people owned that he got possession of or had to, like, get rid of in the barn because it's out of the rain. He just redid the barn. He put a new roof on it. So he'd just pile. Enough. People, Mm -hmm. everything. Like, what you guys saw today, which is like a horror movie, is about a third of what used to be in there. (laughs) And he would just pile it. And I, I I, I think eventually he met... A lady friend who was like, you need to get rid of all of this stuff because it's just pointless. And you just you just basically piled the contents of old, like, people from a different generation, to say the least, houses in your barn. Just because you needed to get rid of the land and, like, bulldoze it and sell it. And one of the things was what? Some vintage dirt sheets. Some vintage <laughs> special lady magazines, yeah. which I was listening to another podcast. Which was, were you not, no, you don't listen to it. Here comes some wisdom repurposing other podcasts. Yeah, well, I was to listening to need. another podcast. I believe it was Back to Work or Roderick on the Line. And they were talking about the price of some of these old special lady magazines. Where they were like, $40. So are these like straight up Playboys or off brand stuff? Like off brand, like because I'm cheaper, sure the, the cheaper and more obscure and unknown, yeah. the more expensive they were. And I'm pretty sure that somewhere in the barn that we're sitting next to, there is some like 1971 boxes of. You think money. that's what would have made the cut though? Because I, I just, I feel. There's a 50-50 chance, because, right, if a special lady of my dad's came in and was like, we need to throw out at least half of the stuff in the barn this year, that was probably one of the first things she'd be like, we need to throw this out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, cause, cause I'm, I'm guessing there was probably 40 magazines in a box, and there was like four or five boxes. Because I'm guessing... Like Hundreds, pl- if not thousands of dollars. Playboys would be the most... No! Uh, I don't, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying they'd be the most desirable due to their historical value and everything. I don't think so. I know, but at the same time, I'm sure Playboy has uh, digital archives of I bet mm-hmm. every single issue you could get. Yeah, you need to think about the way peak guys think. So you something w- old that nobody else has. 
<laughs> yeah. She's online. So, you know, that uh, those old Playboy issues, you'd, you'd want the online, not some old yeah. freaking piece of crap. But so these off-brand stuff, nobody's putting them up online. No one's scanning those in pristine. There's no Hugh Hefner uh, enterprise behind that. These are one of a kind, pretty much. <laughs> 1965 Galaxy, 1965 Porto Rags. I feel like like the starting price is forty dollars, and I, I feel like there might be a mountain. Depends. In there. Are these Mylar bagged? Uh, they've been sitting in a barn for fifteen <laughs> years. So, do you, so is that acid? Is is the cardboard box acid proof? Uh, it'd be like if you just took a bunch of stuff and put it in a. A box that you kept apples in and threw it in a okay. barn. After so, sitting in someone's rotting house for 20, 30, 30 years. So some of the pages may have yellowed. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that probably adds to the value at some point. Huh. I don't think there's such thing as a prestige. Betcha. Well, I, I know a little bit about Overstreet uh, comic Wait, price. What? <laughs> what? What do you know about? <laughs> What? I said comics. But, but, uh, <laughs> I said Overstreet, over oh, price guide of comics. So uh, it's graded on nine, ten point scale, 100 point scale. You know, from uh, mint, fine, very fine. I would say these are mint. degraded, <laughs> but vintage. So, so, yeah, it's called CGC, the comic uh, grading oh. what, the consortium or whatever. So you're saying night. these are number twos out of ten potentially thought it's out of a hundred i would say out yeah, of a hundred these 2. are point zero they've they've been exposed to <laughs> you know a two decades Moisture. of a barn <laughs> an uncovered barn but they're still like they haven't been moved in at least 20 years and before that they were probably looked at for a month and when did the cows go out of here 25 years ago. Okay. So. Right after that. I bet you we could go scouring the barn to find them. Might be rich boys. Yeah. Might have a new sponsor. Club <laughs> Magazine. Is that a brand? Yeah. Club. I like it. I went to that website and I looked <laughs> at them and I was like, yep, this all looks like something that would be there. Pretty sure. And then I told my friend, he's like, my dad has a lot of these with, like, people on roller skates, full bush. <laughs> and it's like, this is worth money. It's like, I need to find them and sell them. So, Get if you never hear from me again, boys. Okay. You made it big. Struck it big. Struck the mold, uh, mine. I'm not climbing up to that second tier right yeah. now. No, there's no way that somebody carried magazines up there. They're on the floor. Magazines are heavy. As someone who moved and They're has a lot of magazines. Like, a lot of guitar magazines. Yeah, that's... But do you think about it? If it's been sitting in a solid mass for years and years and years untouched, they're only going to degrade like a certain percentage and then they're just going to sit. Mm. I want... like what. What will I buy if I find you? That's the question. <laughs> the drum kit. Uh, no, there's only one thing you can do with old Bardo bags. <laughs> no. 
you get yourself a trip down to Las Vegas, stay at Circus Circus. Actually, that's a great <laughs> Stay at Circus Circus and go to Vince Neal's bar every night. <laughs> just go to Penn and Teller to watch Magic. <laughs> no, that's that's, oh. that's what I actually did. That's at the Rio, though. You did you see to... them? Of course. <gasps> Terrific. I'm so jealous. But No, Vince Neal's bar, man. <laughs> There's What's like it a, called? I forget, but there's a school bus. Like, the bar is, like, That's in the school pervy. bus. Is Vince there a theme to the school bus? I forget. If it's what I think it is, that's <laughs> sick. But the Circus Circus is known as the worst uh, hotel on the Strip. And, of course, that's where Vince Neal's bar, rock bar is. Well, he's the worst thing out. <laughs> Pause. Stop. Sure. Piss. Let's talk about the sex hotel in Colorado. This is the sexiest episode of the Wisdom yet. This is truly after mean? dark. So it's a hotel. So do you, voyeurism? Is Will you the, watch people do it? Yeah. So this guy, that's what he's into, voyeurism. So this is from a article in the New Yorker, and uh, it's gonna it's been optioned into a movie. I forget who's doing it, but uh, some pretty big names. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so this uh, pretty esteemed person at the the New Yorker, uh, I forget his name, but he's this old guy, um, well. gets a letter. And this is like back in the 80s saying, uh, dear writer, please uh, keep me completely anonymous. But I own a hotel and I believe that I am the greatest amateur the greatest amateur sex researcher who's ever lived and the he's like please contact me back at this number he's the greatest amateur (laughs) research sex expert ever lived yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Uh the world's sexiest man yeah (laughs) So they're right in the New York contest. It's like an ant crawling up. <laughs> Touch my dilly and dig it. Great <laughs> one. Who's number one star in the video scope? Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Sex. And who's number one star in the video scope? <laughs> no, I just do the Ash impression. So the guy from the New York, the author from the New Yorker writes him back. He's like, yeah, I'm interested. What's the deal? It's like, come to Colorado. I'll pick you up. So he lands in Colorado, gets picked up by this Ernie, I think his name is, who's this unassuming man. And uh, Ernie drives him to his hotel. He and his wife have bought a little motel, about 20 rooms. And it's like, so why are you a sex researcher? He's like, well, this hotel is a little bit modified. In what way? Well, in about 10 of the rooms, I have a little catwalk above. And uh, through expertly positioned vents, I'm able to get a full view of all the beds. In this hotel room, and I... Uh, so this is the full Chuck Berry <laughs> experience. Chuck Berry. I sit up on top, and I... <laughs> Johnny Bacon. <laughs> and I see who's doing it, and I document it. And I've been doing it for years. And Wait, uh, but he gets off on this. Oh, yeah. And his wife's cool with it. But too. he also does research. research. Is his wife's name? Catherine. <laughs> oh, Catherine. Oh, so, Catherine. So the um, so the author goes up with him in, in views. Now the guy's got 
a certain way of doing things. He'll, <laughs> he'll, put, he'll put families <laughs> in a room he can't see. He doesn't care if there's kids and stuff. Yeah, what if they're, what, he's got to research that? No, it doesn't have to. And then I think he also... Mom and Dad no. sneaking in on the side with kids and sleeping <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. I think he didn't like... Go to the bathroom. So he uh, would would view people for for years and, and document. He, he did not like homosexuals, <laughs> unfortunately. But he would sort of see people with money and how they uh, acted. And he thought this was the first unbiased research because of, uh, you know, it wasn't a paid... Uh, you know, if, if you're going to go get researched... In, <laughs> Legally. Uh, no, in the legal things, you know, you're going to be a fairly liberal person to, to, sign, to, up for to sign up for something money? like that. Well, here, everyone... I got will... this book on our vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Doing It in Joe's Motel. <laughs> so he's like, this, since nobody knows, and I'm keeping everything private, and this is just for my own personal satisfaction, <laughs> it's the most unbiased, most... Uh, scientifically amateur sex research it's, the name. it's like killing a hobo in international waters yeah it's for science through science he's a scientist yeah so the writer for the new yorker was pretty uncomfortable with it it didn't do anything about it didn't write anything um but but something happened to good old ernie ernie no you know it's no big deal ernie was watching this one couple Seemed like uh, they're selling drugs out of his hotel. Then something happened. I don't remember. I read this in April, but the man straight up killed the woman, <laughs> murdered her. And Ernie's like up in the fence watching this. He saw it. He saw a murder. He says that he saw a murder take place in front of his very own eyes in his hotel. Sweet. And he didn't. So, so what do you do? Do you expose yourself as being this huge, nope, creepy dude? <laughs> no, do it's you, like the guy with the treasure. <laughs> you just shut your mouth and keep going. That's what he did. He's like, a few days later, <laughs> knocks on the door, housekeeping, no answer. Oh my god, what happened here? And the police come, unsolved. Never figured, never caught the guy. I would get revenge on him, just for justice' sake. You owe it like to them? 10, 15 years later, I'd make sure he died. But you're just some creepy hotel guy. <laughs> this is some big, I, powerful I drug like dealer. I allowed to kill someone. <laughs> Finally. Oh. <laughs> it just feels like... It feels like the ticket to ride, you know? Yeah, so Ernie's wife dies. Sad. And he still keeps his pervert hotel. Well, Ernie got a new wife. She's cool. Maya. She's cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's cool with the catwalks up there, too. Really? Yeah, which is like... Well, they, well, have, a, they what, have an altar. What, what date do you bring that up? Hey, you know that hotel that I own? Yeah, there's a certain reason I so own I that hotel. So I got this thing that's my thing in my thing <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so Ernie eventually allowed the New Yorker to run this piece, and it's a book written by the, the author, and now it's going to be a movie, so... And he's not Sounds in jail? Sounds like the best movie. Yeah. He's not in jail? Nope, completely anonymous, won't reveal its sources. Ah, okay. Is being but, a witness to a murder without saying anything illegal? Do you, if you see a murder, do you have to come forward? No. So if no one asks him, he doesn't have to say anything? Yeah. I guess so. What if you're yanking it while the murder occurred? <laughs>
Jeez. I saw the uh, local Miss Elizabeth today. Elizabeth, <laughs> yeah. I saw our very own Dauphin Elizabeth. Who's that? Um, the one of a certain Mike Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of wrestling watching coming up in the next few days. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll go watch Battleground there. SummerSlam. He has a little mm, boy SummerSlam. that beat the crap out of a shopping cart while I watched him. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Mina at Mike Angels last time we were there watching wrestling had a great idea to uh, integrate his son into wrestling while by going in order, starting from WrestleMania 1 uh, throughout the big events and while well, keeping it kayfabe, keeping it real for his kid. <laughs> Um, build to Andre versus Hogan in WrestleMania 3 and just keep piping up. There's no way Hogan's going to beat Andre. How could you? The guy's like eight feet tall. And then so. Which is true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just the power of Hulkamania, brother. (laughs) That's your first good impression in six (laughs) years of podcasting. You got one. Maybe it's just the... Uh... And I looked at that giant up, <laughs> and I slammed him right oh, through the floor. Yeah, you're better at him than Macho Man. It feels like when you try to do Macho Man, you end up sounding like Hulk Hogan. Because he ripped the chest. <laughs> he ripped the crossword off my chest, brother. And you know what, me, Gene? That hurt all the little Hulkamaniacs out there. <laughs> so, you have a lower uh, a chest grumble. Yeah. Well, Hogan's easy to do. Not I can't do Hogan. Look, come on, let's hear it. Let's I've, hear never, it. I've never tried You tried. Give it a try here. I don't even, I'd have to listen to him first. Well, you just I heard could him. do Macho Man and I could do Paul Bearer. <laughs> Those are my two. Hmm. Who else? I used to do Jimmy, the mouth of the South hmm. part. I used to do Honky Tonk Man when I was a little kid because he was his manager. You know, Eric Bishop, all, the, all those little stingers out there don't stand it. Ooh, I slipped at the watch. Yeah, right? see, when you get I was, too, I was going when WCW you inside your own mind, yeah? you turn into Macho Man. Because the way, because Hogan. But that's what I think. When I think to myself, it's in Macho Man yeah. voice, basically. Whenever I'm like out in public, like. Hogan's surface level. I went, and to, then I went to Walmart to get today deep. to buy some bins, as you can probably see yeah. by looking at this. I was like, yeah. One bin fits inside. <laughs> One bin fits inside the other, and the other bin fits inside that. Like a Russian nesting doll. You're right, Mean Gene. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate warrior. I never saw this Russian nesting. Yeah. Um. So where was I, Hogan? Something about Hogan. Nope. We're oh, backing up. Back it up. Something, brother. <laughs> oh, I got the drunk hiccup. Yeah, I think you gotta stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Oh yeah. So Mike, Mike, Mike. You're Jr. the one that has to work. Yeah. So Mike Jr. was gonna hype up WrestleMania three to make it the greatest moment of his young son's life. It's pretty sweet. And then Carter spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Hogan wins. He slams him and then hits him with the leg drop. One, two, three, done. Yeah, but the real highlight of WrestleMania three was not that match. The real highlight 
was Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. For the Intercontinental that Championship. The, arguably the greatest Stole the show. In the history of wrestling. Yeah, me and Brent have never seen it. Before my time. And I've seen, like, Hogan and Andre. You've like, never legit. gone back and watched it? It's worth watching. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's, it's like, it's like Michael Jordan versus, <laughs> you know, who did he beat the Jazz 40 <laughs> times in a row? Stockton and Malone. You know, the second best team ever. Oh. Well, no, but they were amazing. Golden State Warriors are the best team of all time. They won the most games. Carl Malone and John yeah. Stockton would whoop ass on the Golden State Warriors. I love the Golden State Warriors, and they're so no, They fine. couldn't even win this year. They're but the no, no, they did, they got robbed because basketball's rigged. But come on, they. I I feel no. The Warriors might. They went have into won. a couple game seven. That would be, that would be a series seven. I would actually watch. Because Carl Malone could just hurt people, and John Stockton could hurt people on a different level. Look at that basketball. We know so much about basketball. Mm-hmm. Enough that it's fixed here. At least to get to a seventh game. Yeah, that's then and enough. It was fixed enough that one team played football and the other team played basketball. <laughs> you know something, Mean Gene? They call him the mailman because he always delivers. <laughs> yep. What kind of boots you got here, Carter? Uh, beer spilling boots. No, well, they're kind of like low riding. They're kind of new, but they're kind of sixties. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're kind of elfin, but they're also not. I don't know what these are. Where do you buy them? Spring. Okay. Man, I've completely comfortable. No. <laughs> Boot talk. Boot talk. So I've completely, for the first time in my life, cleared out my topics to do except for one. The what elusive one. Backstreet Boys, Celebrity Cruise. Is that a topic? Yeah, it's always, it's, I've never known how to approach it, but it's this woman. I also talk about now. It's this woman <laughs> who uh, loves the Backstreet Boys and she writes erotic. Like so, w- like, wait, she, what? <laughs> she, writes, <laughs> she writes erotic Nick Carter fan fiction. Mm-hmm, that's pretty tame. That's normal. I know people that probably have done that. Really? Interesting. <laughs> Me and Brent look at each other. Yeah. But the creepy thing is she, like, well, all she does is work to save up to go, like, every Backstreet Boy signing and go meet the band. And, does and she they, have a job? Oh, she must, because this is expensive. Uh, yeah, but wouldn't super fans support her? No. So, so she, they know her? Like, the Backstreet Boys know her. Like, she's that super fan. And so are they nice to her? Oh, yeah. Well, they're nice to everyone. They have to be, but I'm sure they're like... Ugh. That's cool. And she's like, I'm writing... Has it ever happened? Is what happened? <laughs> you wrote a Carter. Book. Oh, yeah. Carter. Well, yeah, in her, in her <laughs> books, I think she's been impregnated by Nick, so no, she's Well, no, let's not go that far. <laughs> What's the story here? 
So yeah, I've never known how to approach this, but it's it's so funny reading through her blogs. And seeing... <laughs> She's <laughs> It's hilarious hearing like day one on the cruise. This is what I ate. Also, I fantasized about AJ. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met him and held his head as he autographed my shirt or something. So. <laughs> Yeah, to be locked. Here's what I mean, and then I <laughs> To be locked, like, in the middle of the ocean with a lot of creepy people as a boy band. It's a tough go. There is not enough money you could pay me to be on a cruise. What about the Gronk cruise? That might be <laughs> no. the only cruise I could go on, because I know that I would understand that going on that cruise might entail death. The Gronk cruise was You ter- might just die on a Gronk cruise, and that would be a great way to die. That, I could never imagine a better place to die than on a Grunt Cruise. The worst part of the Grunt Cruise was, it wasn't like only Grunt Cruise. It was on like a Royal Car- Car- Carnival or a, <laughs> no, a Carnival was, or Royal Caribbean Cruise. There's a floor of Grunk? Yeah, so it was like 75% normal people like <laughs> on a cruise. And 25% Grunk. And then the Grunt Cruise. And so it's like all these old people. And then probably at like 4 a.m. is like <laughs> EDM music and Grog without his shirt. Just taking shots up on stage. Everyone going crazy. He is the best. He is the best. He is the best thing ever. Yeah. I love him. I love every. I hate that team. And I love him. I got a question for you. Let me ask you this. Tell me who's making love in the slow lane and who's getting and running. Somebody tell me. Tell me who's making love in the slow lane and who's getting and running. Somebody tell me. I know you call it making love, but I call it. If you would love to someone you love, you'll do it right. If it takes all night, tell me who's making love in the slow lane and who's getting and running. Somebody tell me, tell me who's making love in the slow lane and who's getting and running. Look here. Oh, now you take Jody. He makes love in the slow lane And when he makes sweet love to you He knows just what to do 